right? So we have a question in the chat. Subramaniam Prabhu is asking. I've noticed that there's a thin line of difference between taking rest to do more service and slipping out of laziness. How do we identify and rectify when I'm tending to be lazy? Well, if you sleep, as Prabhupada said, if you sleep more than everybody needs at least about five, six, sometimes seven hours of rest. So if you do anything more than that, you keep sleeping all day, then that's not so good, no? You know, we should be always conscious, as Prabhupada said, not wasting time, no? Symptom of a person who is spiritually advanced is that he doesn't waste time, you know? He does not waste time. That's the symptom of a person who is making advancement. Concern that time should not be wasted, no? Yeah. So when a person is making progress, he always is very conscious that he's not going to waste time. So we should try to reduce the uh, eating, sleeping, mating, defending. Because especially the eating, if you eat too much, then naturally you tend to sleep also too much, no? Hmm? See here, Tiara. Uh, hmm? So eating, overeating tends to make us uh, sleep also a lot. So you should be very careful about eating. It's the prime curse of, you know, prime curse of this problem. Yeah, Bhagavad Gita 51, who eats little, so if you can control the tongue, which is the most difficult thing to do, then everything comes, uh, you know, easily. That's why we have been asked to control the tongue by chanting Krishna's name you know, and taking Krishna Prasadam, yes. Hmm? Tataha Krishna Namadi. 
This is what it is explained. No one can understand, this is the verse, eh? Ataha Sri Krishna Namadi, Nabhavad Grihyam Indrayi, Shevan Mukhoi Jikvadav, Swayam Eva Sparutiyadaha. No one can understand the transcendental nature of the form, name, form, qualities and person of Krishna through his materially contaminated senses. Only when one becomes spiritually saturated by transcendental service of the Lord are the transcendental name, form, qualities, and pastimes of the Lord revealed to him. And he had said the beginning, beginning from the seven mukho, he jikwa dao. The jikwa dao means beginning with the tongue. You know? See, the translation may be different here. So you see here, when a conditioned soul is awakened to Krishna consciousness and renders service by using his tongue to chant the holy name of the Lord and taste the remnants of the Lord's food, the tongue is purified and one gradually comes to understand who Krishna really is. So if we can control the chief of the senses, because sometimes it says the mind is the chief, uh, but the tongue, you know, if we can be controlled, then the mind also can become controlled. So therefore, it's very important that we learn how to, you know, handle this eating and by taking Krishna Prasadam. Of course, Prasadam also, if you eat too much, then you also fall in the same category. So we should take as much as we can, you know. That's why in the Bhagavad Gita also Krishna is saying, you know, one who is hmm? in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna explained this. One is, uh, you know. I think it's 14 maybe, huh? One who is... What is that verse then? One who is... Give me a minute. Dhira, the... Oh, what happened to my... What happened to my laptop now? Getting a problem. Not working well, something wrong. Okay. 
So one who is tempered with his eating and all that, you know, Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says you cannot become a devotee, a yogi, if you eat too much or sleep too little. Yeah? Sixteen. The next verse. So there is no possibility of one becoming a yogi or arjuna if one if one eats too much or eats too little, sleeps too much, or does not sleep enough. So as he says, there's a thin line in this. Uh, how much is the enough? But you can see, you know, the moment you have enough rest, then you're, you're ready to do a lot of work, you know. And your memory also becomes strengthened. Because if you don't have enough rest, then the mind also, I mean, you cannot remember many things. You know, it's difficult for you. So therefore, you cannot be artificially also doing things, you know. Regulation of diet and sleep is recommended here and for the yogis. Too much eating means eating more than is required to keep the body and soul together. There's no need for man to eat animals because there's an ample supply of grains and vegetables, fruits and milk. Such simple foodstuff is considered to be in the mode of goodness according to Bhagavad Gita. Animal food is for those in the mode of ignorance. Therefore, those who indulge in animal food, drinking, smoking, and eating food, which is not first offered to Krishna, will suffer sinful reaction because of eating only polluted things. Anyone who eats for sense pleasure or cooks for himself, not offering his food to Krishna, eats only sin. One who eats sin and eats more than is allotted to him cannot execute perfectly, uh, execute perfect yoga. It is best that one eat only the remnants of food stuff offered to Krishna. A person in Krishna consciousness does not eat anything which is not offered first to Krishna. Therefore, only Krishna conscious person can attain perfection in the yoga practice. Nor can one who artificially abstains from eating, magnifying his own personal process of fasting, Practice yoga. The Krishna conscious person observes fasting as it is recommended in the scriptures. He does not fast or eat more than is required and he is thus competent to perform yoga practice. One who eats more than required will dream very much while sleeping and he must consequently sleep more than is required. One should not sleep more than six hours daily. One who sleeps more than six hours out of 24 hours certainly influenced by the mode of ignorance. A person in the mode of ignorance is lazy and prone to sleep a great deal. Such person cannot perform yoga. Hmm? Correct. So this is the guideline. He was regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pain by practicing the yoga system. So our program is given, you know, you wake up in the morning, Mangalarati, get on with your morning, you know, sadhana practice, and then having equal time for, for reading, chanting, worshiping, uh, all these things are very important. 
And of course, you say that you got to go to work and got so many things. Hmm? So, proper right here. According to the Vedic principle, one should uh, rise early in the morning, take bath, chant Hare Krishna, offer Mangalati to the deity, study Vedic literature, take prasadam, and engage in dressing and decorating the deities. One must also collect money for the temple expenditures. And if one is a householder, he must go to work in a gardens with the prescribed duty of a Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, Sudra. And this way, one should live a life of spiritual understanding, and this is the Vedic way of civilization. So, of course, he's a householder, he has to go collect money and so many things, you know. Yes. Uh, but the morning program has to be done because you need extra rest, you can always, you know, make up your rest. Nobody say you don't sleep, it's probably said five <laughs> hours. So is this answer clear for this question? You see there? The one who asked this question. Is there? It seems not unable to okay. speak. I, I, I think I've explained at length. He's chatted in the chat. acknowledged over the chat. So from Bhagavad Gita fourteen ten, we know that there is always a competition between gunas is going on. How then demigods and rishis staying in the mode of goodness all the time? Are they developed the inferior mode? So it's explained here. So yeah, you can see one cannot find permanent happiness even on the heavenly planet, which one can attain in the next life by ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifice. Even in material heaven, the living entity is disturbed by robbery, rivalry with his equals and envy of those superior to him. And since one's resident in heaven is finished with the exorcism of pious fruitive activity, the dozens of them are afflicted by fear, anticipating the destruction of their heavenly life. Thus they resemble kings who thoroughly, who though enviously admired by ordinary citizens, are constantly harassed by enemy kings and who therefore never attain actual happiness. So if you are in the mode of goodness, but you are affected by all this kind of thing, so how can there be happiness? That's why the only way you can get this happiness that you have to transcend. So anyone who is in the mode of goodness is not uh, 
a safe position. And even though if you are not affected by all these things, uh, then you are conditioned by the mode of goodness, no? You have become proud. Hmm? In condition stage one conception life sometimes polluted by passion, ignorance, which are exhibited by attachment, hostility, greed, lamentation, illusion, fear, madness, false prestige, insult, false finding, deception, envy, intolerance, passion, bewilderment, hunger, and sleep. These are the mode of passion and ignorance. All these are enemies. Sometimes one conception is in this line here. Sometimes one conceptions are also polluted by the mode of goodness. So what is that goodness? Become proud to think that you are better than others, in thinking you are more pure. So just like many of these Brahmins in the uh, India, who born in a high-class Brahmin kind of family, they always very, very proud. You know, they don't like to go near others. They think they are the you know elite. They have this kind of polluting consciousness. So it is not the demigod, the rishis, and everybody who stay in the mode of goodness, they are free from this contamination. When you see Indra, he was, he was in the heavenly planet. Huh? And he got, he, he what? He didn't like the way, he, you know, you can see yeah, Indra, Maharaj Parichit inquired from Sukadev Goswami, O great sage, why did the spiritual master demigod Brahaspati reject the demigods who were his own disciple? What offense did demigod commit against their spiritual master? Please describe to me this incident. Hmm? Sukadev Goswami said, O king, once upon a time the king of heaven, Indra, been extremely proud. You see the word here? Because of his opulence of the three worlds. See? Although he's in the mode of goodness, he's extremely proud. Transgressed the law of Vedic etiquette, seated on his throne. Was surrounded by the Marud, Vasus, Rudras, Aditya, Ribus, Vishwadev, Sadhyas, Aswini, Kumara, Siddha, Charanas, Gandharvas, and by great saintly person. Also surrounding him were the Vidyadharas, Apsaras, Kinaras, Patagas, birds, and Uragas, snakes. All of them were offering Indra their respect and services, and the Apsaras and Gandharvas dancing and singing with very sweet musical instrument. Over Indra's head was a white umbrella as effulgent as the full moon, fanned by yak-tailed whisk and served with all the paraphernalia of a great king. Indra was sitting with his wife, Sachi Devi, who occupied half the throne. When the great sage Brahaspati appeared in that assembly, Brahaspati 
The parents of the sages were the spiritual master of Indra and demigods and was respected by demigods and demons alike. Nevertheless, although Indra saw his spiritual master before him, he did not rise from his own seat or offer a seat to his spiritual master. Nor, Indra, nor did Indra offer him a respectful welcome. Indra did nothing to show him respect. This is pride goes before fall, right? What is the word? Hmm? Pride goes before fall, they say, right? Yeah. Hmm? So you are in the mode of goodness, heavenly planet, what you can say? Correct? So it is not, that's why it's very important that one should go uh, and capture the lotus feet of Krishna. Unless you capture the lotus feet of Krishna, who is on transcendental goodness. From goodness, you must climb up to the transcendental goodness. If you just stay in the mode of goodness only, that is not uh, the solution. Although in the goodness, you got very good opportunity to come to the mode of pure goodness. But the demigods, you know, because of so much enjoyment, as they themselves admit, we have forgotten. You know, we have almost forgotten the lotus feet of the Lord because there's so much enjoyment. Hmm? You understand? Huh? So it is not a very, uh, you know, to stay in the mode of goodness is not, not at all, you know, it's dangerous. That's why the modes are always competing with each other. Hmm? You follow. Hmm? It's admitted by the demigod himself. There is so much goodness. We are, you know, enjoying so much that we have already almost forgotten the lotus feet of the Lord. Hmm? Hmm? Demigods continued after performing the very difficult task of executing Vedic rituals, sacrifice, undoing austerities, observing vows, and giving charity. We have achieved this position as inhabitants of the heavenly planet. But what is the value of this achievement? Here we are certainly very engaged in material sense gratification. And therefore, we can hardly remember the lotus feet of Lord Narayana. Indeed, because of our excessive sense gratification, we have almost forgotten his lotus feet. So what is this position of going to heaven? Hmm? Hmm? Yes. So it is not, uh, that's why it, you should go beyond the modes. It is explained. Hmm? You must come to the mode of pure goodness. Hmm? When the living entity becomes strongly situated in the mode of goodness, then religious principles characterized by devotional service to me become prominent. 
one can strengthen the mode of goodness by cultivating those things that are already stirred in goodness and thus religious principle arise. So one must go above this goodness and come to the pure goodness. Religious principles strengthened by the mode of goodness destroy the influence of passion ignorance. When passion ignorance overcome their original cause, irreligion is quickly vanquished. Hmm? So you can see how you go above, it says. Until one revives one direct contact with the spirit soul and drives away the illusory identification with the material body and mind cursed by the three modes of literature, one must cultivate those things in the mode of goodness. By increasing the mode of goodness, one automatically can understand and practice religious principle and by such practice, transcendental knowledge is awakened, you see. So from this transcendental knowledge, you get to the pure stage, Suddha Sattva. Hmm? You have to be, go above the modes, right? Unless you go above the modes and come to pure goodness, then it's very difficult, you know. Hmm? So this is the process. Although the intelligence of a learned man, person may be bewildered by the modes of passion, he should again carefully bring the man under control by clearly seeing the contamination of the modes in which he does not become attached. Hmm? A person should be attentive and grave and never lazy or morose. Mastering the yoga process of breathing and sitting properly, one should fix practice fixing the mind on me at dawn, noon and on sunset. And thus gradually the mind would be completely absorbed in me. So the whole idea is to become, come to Krishna. The moment he comes to Krishna consciousness, then he is in the transcendental. That's why it's explained in the Bhagavad Gita also, you know, a very famous verse. One who engages, uh, This verse here, one who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all that comes to that one, transcend the modes of nature, see here? So by devotional service, you go above even goodness and thus come to the level of Brahman or transcendental consciousness. So to just remain in goodness is dangerous, as you can see in the life of the demigods even, how they have become offensive even to their guru. Hmm? How you can think of offending your guru? Of course, not only guru, Indra, he also offended what Krishna, no? Correct? He went and put rain so much in Vrindavan that he created a flood. And Krishna had to leave uh, Govardhan here to save the residents. Hmm? Yes? Yes or not? Hello? Huh? Yes. Yes, Ruba. Hmm. 
so it is not uh, it is not that the the goodness means you know they are very loving caring no you must go beyond that you see that when krishna went and helped indra and he brought back the earrings after killing that narakasura he, then he wanted this parijata tree from indra and indra refused to give that tree because Satyabhama wanted the tree because Rukmini had the tree now, so she also wanted to have the tree. And Indra refused, although Krishna did bring the, you know, the earrings of Aditi and so many things that this Narakasura, you know, he took from uh, heavenly planet. But Indra refused to give him even a small plant. See how much contaminated? And Krishna is God. So you can see, it doesn't mean that because you're in the mode of God, because there's every chance of you to climb up, but if you just stay there and enjoy your senses, that's why it says, you know, very clear in this verse. So in this verse, you can see if anybody fails to recognize the position of Krishna, ya esham purusham shachat, atma prabhavan ishwaram, nabhajanti avajananti, stanat brastaha patanti adaha. Any members of the four varnas and four ashram who fail to worship the personality of God at the source of their own creation or intentionally disrespect him will fall down from their position into a hellish state of life. So unless you catch all the lotus feet of Krishna, he's in a dangerous position. Even if you climb up in your yoga ladder to a very high platform, huh? even you climb in your yoga position, you go so high, huh? The jnani and yogis may rise to the highest position in Brahman realization, but because of their lack of devotion under the lotus feet of the Lord, they again fall down into material nature. So you see that unless we catch hold, and Krishna is not in the moods, the mood of goodness, Krishna is beyond the moods, you know? Hmm? Krishna is beyond the moods of material nature. I think this is the worst, I'm sure. Let me see. Yeah. Harihe nirguna sakshat purushaha prakiti paraha sa sarvadra gupadrista tambajan nirguno bhavet. Lord Hari, however, has no connection with the material modes. He is the supreme personality of Godhead, the all seeing eternal witness is transcendental to material nature. This is another important point here. One who worships him becomes similarly free from material modes. So unless you take shelter of Krishna, you cannot come to these modes. Or the guru, huh? two person. So if you don't come, you go beyond, then fall down is inevitable. 
Like you can see, Indra, he fell down. Huh? And Brahma, he, he offended Krishna because, you know, he thought, you know, who's this boy? And he repented. You understand? So it is very dangerous position to be in the modes, you know, of even goodness. So therefore we are taking shelter of Krishna, only Krishna. You take shelter, then you also become beyond the modes. Hmm? And unless you cross the modes, uh, only then you can be free from all this material contamination. Otherwise, it is very contaminating, you know. Hmm? The Bhagavad Gita also it says, Krishna says, I am not connected to the moods. Hmm? Deluded by the three moods, goodness, passion, the whole world does not know me. Who am above the moods and inexhaustible? So Krishna is not in the modes at all, he's beyond. That's why only person who can save us is Krishna. And if you don't want to go to Krishna, then there's no way you can go beyond the modes. And that's possible. Zai like Krishna said in the next verse. Hmm? The divine energy of mind consisting of three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome. But those, yeah, but those who have surrendered unto me ah, can easily cross beyond it. Ah. Yes. Ah. Nobody else can cross over Maya except if you become a devotee. This is the law of Krishna. And nobody can change that. So it is nice. They are all devotees, these demigods and all. But because they are into sense gratification, Krishna is not very pleased with them. Hmm? Only in trouble they go to him. Huh? Right? Okay, Krishna is saying that here, I think it's 6, 10, 40, 40, let me see, no 40, hmm? I think there's two verses there. That he is very not happy with the demigods, you know. You can see here, I'm sorry, it's six nine. It's six nine forty.
can see here. Oh, best of the intelligent demigod, although it is true that nothing is difficult for one to obtain when I am pleased with him, a pure devotee, whose mind is exclusively fixed upon me, does not ask me for anything but the opportunity to engage in devotional service. Those who think material assets to be everything or to be or to be the ultimate goal of life are called misers krapanas. They do not know that the ultimate necessity of the soul. Moreover, if one award that which is desired by such fools, he must also be considered foolish. See how Krishna is chastising the demigods? Hmm? Because they wanted to have get back their kingdom. They wanted to have they have their desires, you know. A pure devotee is fully accomplished in the science of devotional service, will never instruct a foolish person to engage in fruitive activities for material enjoyment. Not to speak of helping in such activities. Such a devotee is like an experienced physician who never encourages a patient to eat food injurious to his health, even if the patient desires it. Hmm? Ah. So you can see how you can see how the Lord is answering to the desires of the demigods. He's not very pleased because they have still got a lot of uh, material desires. Hmm. Of course, the, the Lord is, they are working for him in some way, managing the universe and all that. But, you know, he prefers the pure devotees. That's why pure devotees are different. A much higher platform than the demigods, you know. When Indra heard that uh, Prahlad Maharaj was in the womb of his mother, uh, he circumvented her and then he left the place. He was initially wanting to kill Prahlad. Hmm? Yes. 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 So is that clear? Hmm? Who asked the question? Yeah, Who asked the question is now? Oh, Dimitri. So is he there? Is it clear? Yes, okay, good. So, next question. Prabhuji is expansion of Hare Krishna movement, Krishna consciousness all over the world more important than the depth of the movement? What do you mean? Huh? Can you elaborate your question? You can unmute and talk easier. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please yeah. accept. Prabhuji, uh, the depth in the sense, I mean, ISKCON nowadays, they are spreading the movement widely all over the world. But mm. not everybody is so deep, means they don't have, they still have material desires and they're okay with it. I mean, just now in this verse, which is on the screen, it is said that the pure devotee never encourages, just like a physician never encourages a patient to eat food 
injurious to health like that uh, still there means iskon is also allowing people who have material desires also to spread this message everywhere and they are okay with it so but with that spreading it's i mean like a wildfire it is spreading so fastly but the depth is not there so i want to know depth is more important or the spreading is more important what do you mean by depth i mean um like like a strong devotee if we take one person out of them like for example the person well, that i have encountered is yes prabhu ji quantity and quality hmm? quality yes quality but at yeah. one point tola is not to make any more devotees but to you know train those people who are devotees you know it says the example of boiling the milk you know when you get the milk thickened you know then it becomes very uh, of course beneficial nice taste so of course making devotees is not the big issue but if you keep them all in the third class platform kanista then that is an issue because they don't spiritually make advancement you know right yes so it is very important for the leaders of any society to upgrade them to the level of madhyama or if you utama whatever you know <clears throat> so this starts with giving knowledge very important the first step is knowledge you know krishna also said but if you don't want to read proper books or you don't want to hear then all these things then you're going to be affecting the uh, you know the consciousness hmm? so yeah krishna said in the bhagavad gita knowledge is very important or chastise the enemy the sacrifice perform and knowledge is better than more mere sacrifice of material possession of thrall or son of pita all sacrifice of work culminated in transcendental knowledge so he says of course in the next verse you should go and get it from a self realized soul this knowledge so this knowledge is very important because without this knowledge um, you know that's why he particularly ask us to read the books and he also stressed so much time in writing these books is it not yes prabhu ji hmm yes prabhu ji so so that is the main thing without knowledge then how the austerity and you know all the other things will come hmm krishna also stressed in the verse om namo bhagavate vasudevaya huh? it says in that verse that you should act, get knowledge hmm? yes vasudeve bhagavati bhakti yoga prayojita you see So yeah, he's saying yeah. Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Pryojita Janatu Asu Vairagyam Jnanam Chahaitukam. You can see by rendering devotional service onto the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. one immediately acquires costless knowledge you see and then detachment from the world 
unless you get the knowledge how you can get detachment hmm? correct so unless you are detached how you make advancement yes yes Prabhuji. Hmm. so if the society has to become very firm you know unless you are trained Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Just like now you are coming for this class. Why are you coming here? What's the need? You get knowledge, is it not? Yes. Knowledge is the ultimate perfection of self-realization. I shall explain that knowledge unto you by which the knots of attachment to the material world are cut. Yes. Yes, Prabhupada. Hmm. So you see how important this knowledge is. Hmm. And if you got all these books and you don't read, or you don't, you know, you know, learn, discuss them, then how are you going to get to strengthen your mind? Hmm. Yes. Yes, Prabhupada. Correct. Yes. Isn't it? Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah, even Lord Shiva is saying. In the material world, there are different types of achievement, but all of them the achievement and knowledge is considered to be highest because one can cross the ocean on his hand only on the boat of knowledge. Otherwise, the ocean is impossible. Hmm? Yes, yes, Prabhupada. Right. Prabhupada said also. Prabhupada said here. Man becomes strong and stout by eating sufficient grain, but the devotee who simply eats grains, eats ordinary grain, but does not taste the transcendental pastime of Lord Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu, and Krishna, gradually become weak and fall down from transcendental position. However, if one drinks but a drop of nectar of Krishna's pastime, his body and mind begin to bloom, and he begins to laugh, sing, and dance. All the devotees connected with the Krishna conscious movement must read all the books that have been translated, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita and others. Otherwise, after some time, they will simply eat, sleep and fall down from their position. Thus, they will miss the opportunity to attain an eternal blissful life of transcendental pleasure. See that? And if they don't read, otherwise, after some time, they will eat, sleep, Huh? and fall down from their position. Hmm? So yeah, yeah, you may expand the movement and you may be going, but the quantity may, but if you don't teach them and train them, then they all will leave. Yes, Prabhupada. Like said, making devotees is not important. Keeping them is more important. Hmm? Right? Yes, Prabhupada. 
And how you keep them? Unless you get them strengthened in their faith. How to strengthen in the faith? Unless you teach them. Hmm? Correct? Yes, Prabhupada. Yes. Yes, Prabhuji. Any more questions on that? They are okay with spreading. I mean, whoever, if even a non-devotee spreads Krishna consciousness movement, that is also fine for them. Is that right, Prabhuji, to think like that? If a person remains in the third block position, he will fall down, you know. Okay. He says clearly, Prabhupada said, third class devotee will fall down. But second class and third first class will not fall down. Ninth chapter, Bhagavad Gita, text 3, purport. Hmm? So you want to remain in a position where you can fall down, or you want to remain in a position where you will not fall down? Which do you prefer? No, I prefer which is not fall down, but they say if you are like this, means I am whatever I'm learning, I'm trying to preach that to the relatives and all. But in that is very much harsh for them, where they're saying it is too strict, I don't do like this. But the ISKCON devotees, what they are saying, they are going to them. I mean, they're listening and they're involving in their Sankirtan and all. They said this is very nice for me. I mean, they are making us very nice, comfortably, and they are attending that classes also. But this is what I was saying. With me, they are like against. This is true, strict. I mean, completely detachment. This all I can't do. So I went to that. That is Prabhu only told me like, um, if you don't, this is a society. You cannot say this only I will do or that for Krishna. I said Sarvadharman Paritya. Krishna said this no. But they say, no, we have to believe in a society, so we have to be according to them. So according to them means we first allow them to do what they want to do, and slowly they will come. But slowly will never happen, Prabhuji. It means they are not coming. They are satisfied with their positions, like earning also happy. It says, it says Prabhupada always quote this verse, Yena tena prakrena manaha krishna nisevayat. First, you don't give them all the rules and regulations. You just tell them to chant Hare Krishna. Okay. If you go and give everything, then nobody will join. No. Why you have to frighten them? Hmm? Yes. Yeah. You give them what they can take. If a fire you want to start and you pour too much ghee, the fire will die. No. Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Oh, you should learn how to, you know, encourage them step by step. Hmm? But they will remain in that level only, Prabhuji. No, no. However, if you, if you are in your level, they will come to your level if you train them up. Okay. Understand? If you yeah. are lower than them, then they will remain even lower. But if you are higher and you help them step by step, why they should stay in that position? Okay, Prabhuji. Hmm? Yes, but sometimes without knowing the knowledge only, they will spread anything and everything. That is like contamination. So, yeah, so we should be very expert in trying to help them up, no? Correct? Yes, yes, Prabhupada. First, we have to become very strong. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, first you 
practice and then you can preach correct yes prabhuji ah if you don't practice and then now you you see if i'm if i'm smoking i cannot tell you to give up smoking can i do that no the same way i have to practice and become strong and they see my example they see oh and they want to follow no whatever yes. the man does the common man follow correct is a verse no bhagavad gita yad yad achrat pishtestas hmm Yes. So I have to be exemplary in character, behavior, and everything, and then they want to imbibe your qualities. Correct? Mm. Mm? Yes, Prabhuji. Mm. Difficult for us to do. That's why we encourage them to read the books. And everybody wants the shortcut. No, if there's somebody telling them to, no, no, you don't need to do anything. You just chant one round only enough. Then the guy will do that one. Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Ah, so we have to. Explain. Yes, and have to some or other try to influence them. You know that no, this method, the one round and all, is not good. You have to chant sixteen round minimum because Prabhupada said that. No, so you try. You cannot do one go. You practice slowly. Hmm. Yes, and yes, Prabhuji. You said that if you want to become successful, you must follow what Prabhupada said. Because somebody can say anything, but what Acharya say we must do, no? Acharya upasanam, no? Yes. So like that, you explain what the difference. Then you yes, you get to make the person realize. Like now, you all have come to ISKM. Why did you come to ISKM? What is the need of you to come here? You are also going there. They also have praying and chanting and everything. Why did you come? Tell me. Why? Huh? Why did you come? There is a transcendental bliss here, Prabhuji, and also that That's quality. Teaching you what Prabhupada said. Okay. And we are practicing. Yes. Understand? That is our our strong point. We are teaching you what exactly Prabhupada said, and we are practicing. So that is attracting all of you. Yes or not? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. If I tell you and I don't do, then how is it going to be attracting? You won't be attractive. Krishna himself will not be pleased. He will not influence you. Krishna is sitting in your heart. Correct? Yes. Krishna said, "No, you give a higher taste. Then the person will give up the lower taste." No. Yes. Yes, um, Prabhuji. They are ready to. I told them that I am following Ritvik and. They're not willing to listen. Also, means I'm incapable of talking about the topic. Anything apart from that, you can discuss with me and take help from me. Like this, they're speaking, saying they're not ready ready to listen. Also, about all these things, but they they're associating with me. Like it's okay, you follow whatever you want. Be with the uh, devotees with whom you are taking guidance and all. But but uh, you are also in Krishna conscious, so let's be together. In this way, they are speaking, and how I should counteract that. No, I have to respond. Oh, you you have to use your intelligence. No, they want to. They their whole idea is to kind of disturb your consciousness, because when you speak, you are speaking some logical sense. Understand? Which they cannot follow. Huh? Correct? Yes. Yes. So they say, no, no, you don't talk. You know, you just come and we will associate. What is that association? Yes. Chit chatting. That's what he wants. 
Is it is it not like disrespecting them? Like why disrespecting? Also... Guy was a rascal who have disrespect disrespected Prabhupada, and you say you have not disrespect him. What are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm be lucky you didn't okay. give me right slaps. I would have done it. At least in my house. Okay. Why? Nonsense! You're cheating people, misleading them. Why? Why you should not be beaten? Hmm. Tell me. Hello. Huh? Okay. What disrespect yes. is? If someone is cheating and disrespecting Prabhupada, we have no right to tell them to get out. Hmm? Why? Hello? He he is disciple of Jayapataka Swami. He said that uh, Guru, my Guru Maharaj knows everything, and I have strong faith on him. that he will take me to bhagavad bhagavad dhama so i cannot disobey him so he is also in lower consciousness uh-huh. he doesn't know actually this thing so i wanted to try to bring him to this ice game to uh-huh. let this uh, means rithvik system know i mean to describe him about all these things but he is not at all it's like he is pious prabhu so many other people now india has got 1.4 billion people you know correct yes yeah? Why worry yeah. about this one guy? Why? Yes. Yes, Prabhuji. Don't waste your time. You no, know, go preach to so many others will be there. Huh? Okay. Mm. He's like temple priest of Iskand Tirupati, Prabhuji. Don't so to, when? Don't go to all these guys. You know, just go to the innocent people. Hmm. Okay. Right. Then you get more response and more support. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. Don't waste your time with this kind of people. For those who are faithless, we don't waste our time, no. Yes. Hmm. So you try to concentrate on somebody else. Hmm? So to... at that moment, when I was associating with him, I was completely disturbed, as you said, that it was like disturbance only for me. So. So you was that know, wrong? Is it like falling down, Prabhuji? That attempt of if associating with him, you will also fall down because this guy is a rascal. You associate with this rascal, you also will get their qualities. You getting doubts, confusion. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Why it says that we should not associate with this kind of people. We should keep a distance, even though they may be Vaishnavas. Right, I okay. showed this many times. Right, friendship should be cemented with the same kind. Yes. Otherwise, we should avoid them. Hmm. 
Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Are you still there? Hello? What happened? She got cut off. Hmm? You still there? Hello? Okay. If she Actually, Prabhuji, I think she got cut off from this meeting. Uh, got cut off. Hmm? But when she comes, you know, so the next question, my question is 11 and 12 cantos are written by conditioned soul. So how it is right to use this as a reference because even translation may have some error. So here in this verse that I just show, I'm showing here. Hmm? Faith in Krishna is divided in three stages and described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. First class attachment, second class attachment, third class are also explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the 11th canto. So should we not find out what it is? Hello? Yes, Prabhupada. Couldn't find out what it is. Hmm? Hello? Yes, sorry. Huh? Tell me. Tell me. Huh? Prabhupada said reading translation is all right. So what's the problem of reading the translation? Unless you can translate for me, since you are not in that category, maybe you are a realized soul, you can do that and we will refer to your books. Otherwise, what other source we have? Tell me. You take the nectar devotion. So many quotations on the 11th canto. How to find out? Here just one, one part proverb saying. Yes. Hello. Yes, Prabhupada. Huh? Yes, Prabhupada. You understand? Yes, Prabhupada. Hmm. So you want to know more arguments, we have a whole topic on that on our website, why we are using 11 and 12 canto. You can go there and read the whole thing. Hmm? Yes? Okay, Prabhupada. Uh, so you can see here, Prabhupada is mentioning 11 canto. Are you going to find out? Huh? No need to find out. No, 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 we should not. Huh? Is that what the conclusion is? Huh? Tell me. Hmm? Hello? Hari Bhakti Sudodaya Bhakti Rasamata Sindhu 1, 2, 2, 2, 9, like a crystal that reflect the color of Nearby object, a person acquires the quality of those who whom he communicates. Therefore, a reasonable person should commune with saints who are spiritually more mature, love him and in the mode 
that is six to develop further to her to her question so this is a very good verse from the nectar of devotion hmm? like a crystal ball it reflects whatever it stands in front so we should be very careful to associate with people who are not you know krishna conscious at least should not disturb our faith yes 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 prabhu so this is the link about 11th and 12th canto who posting this huh? who posted this thing you are uh, dimitri so you can read the whole thing about our presentation you can study that and see why we are using the 11th and 12th canto there's many things inside the 11th and 12th canto which is Prabhupada's, you know where krishna spoke to uddhava things which are of higher knowledge Bhagavad gita he gave basic you know you understand so to study more then you have to go and read the 11 and 12 because we don't want to hear the guy's purport but if he's just translating word for word what the what's the problem hmm? Yes. Yes, Prabhupada. Thank you, Prabhupada. Hmm. All right. What else? Any other questions? I do have one question, Prabhu. Hmm. Uh, this is from uh, a letter that Prabhupada sent to San Francisco. December 16th, 1967. Uh, this is a portion of it. I understand that there are only three persons at Boston, but each of you can work for 300 persons. So it is not a numerical strength that works, but it is Krishna consciousness that works. A Krishna conscious person is never tired of working and the, the symptom is I can see in you as you want to be overloaded with work. This is the test of how one is advancing in Krishna consciousness. So my question is that based on this letter, Prabhu, what's the difference between that symptom of a devotee that you want to be overloaded with, with work and that Krishna consciousness is working, not him? What's the difference between that devotee and a person who uh, is over endeavoring uh, like in the nectar of instruction it says one who over endeavors and uh, spoils his uh, devotion so what's the difference the, the, in this verse is enthusiasm if a person is enthusiastic then he will do more naturally common sense correct yes, yes. Yes. So over endeavoring is that something of your own desire. You want something and you want to go and get it, although it's very difficult to get it, you know. You understand? Mm. He doesn't over endeavor. He just depends on Guru and Krishna. And by their blessing, you know, he then tries to do the thing. Mm. 
So a devotee is always depending on Guru and Krishna. Just like Prabhupada, you know, he went on a ship, you know, to America. Many of them discouraged him to go to the West. Huh? But that's not over-endeavoring on his part. He simply wanted to please his Guru and Krishna. Of course, at the risk of his life. You follow? Yes, Prabhu. So unless you're ordered by your Guru and Krishna, then that activity is not over-endeavoring. If you don't mm -hmm. have the sanction, if you do it out of your own accord, then yes, you follow. Mm -hmm. Hmm? And if you are serving your Guru, the Guru will give you the more and more work. You want more and more service. Anyway, that's what we are doing when we chant Hare Krishna. What do we mean though? Please give me service. Please give me and service. You're saying when service comes, no, no, don't give me service. Is that <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yes. Yes, bro. Yeah. So we have to be, you know, thinking like that. If whatever comes, it's by the mercy of Krishna. So let me do it to the best of my ability. And if mm. there's some people available, we delegate the task. Then together we will do service. Correct? Correct. Not that someone comes, we delegate all the tasks and we go and sleep, no? <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> so we learn how to understand this, you know. So if a person is Krishna consciousness, there should be no problem. No? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Krishna knows, you know, Krishna is not a fool. We won't overload you that you fall flat, you know, unless you're proud or something that you want to get your ego smash. Otherwise, you know, he's always caring. Mm -hmm. He won't want to make you sail on a boat to Timbuktu with a pair of kartals and deliver the whole world, no? Let's understand. He was talking to Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, you see, you said that we should all go back to the spiritual world, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you say we should all stay and preach, you know. So which is which? And Prabhupada looked at him and said, you please get back to the spiritual world. Uh, we are not, we are all, you know, fallible soldiers, you know, any moment we can just fall down. That's our position. You understand? This requires a lot of spiritual strength, you know, you want to really, you know, take up some endeavor. Unless you are thoroughly with Krishna, how is it possible to do that? You understand? So, in that sense, we always take shelter of Guru and Krishna and work under their blessings. Then everything is perfect. Yes. Right? Yes, Prabhupada. Mm. So, that I is how the Vodhi works. Although he knows, he wants to get confirmation. You follow? Uh, many times I've quoted this example, this story. You can see that when Krishna, you know, this Aswatthama, he released the weapon, you know, he was going to kill everybody with that weapon. So in this chapter, you can see, we can read it together. 
So here in this verse, Yes. Oh Lord of the Lords, how is it that this dangerous effulgence is spreading all around? Where does it come from? I do not understand it. So this uh, Aswatthama has releases, uh, you know. Uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Know from me that this is the act of a son of Drona. He has thrown the hymns of nuclear energy, Brahmastra, and he does not know how to retract the glare. He has helplessly done this, been afraid of imminent death. So Krishna is telling Arjuna, it means says that Arjuna don't know. Arjuna himself is, you know, a Chatriya who has got Brahmastra himself, you know. Yes? So you see how yes. he knows, but he said, I don't know, please you tell me what it is, because Krishna is his guru, no? You understand? Yes. Not that he said, no, I know, I know, what is this, I know. He never said that. You understand? Okay. Then you're getting Krishna to confirm it, no. So then Krishna says further, you see? Oh Arjuna. Oh Arjuna. O Arjuna, only another Brahmastra can counteract this weapon. Since you are expert in military science, do this weapon glare with the power of your own. Huh? You can see here, Krishna is confirming your own weapon. Huh? Hello? Can you can you mute them, please? Who is uh, controlling? So you can see here, Arjuna, Krishna is confirming that Arjuna, you know, right? You are expert in military science. See? Mm. Subdue these weapons with the power of your own weapon. You mean say Arjuna don't know? Huh? Mm. But he's getting confirmed by the Lord. This is the mood of a devotee. Understand? He doesn't act independently. He's always confirming it. You follow? Yes, Prabhu. Ah, that means devotee always taking shelter of Guru and Krishna. Ah, then Arjuna, what he did? Hmm? Hearing this from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Arjuna touched water for purification and after circumambulating Lord Sri Krishna, he cast his Brahmastra weapon to counter the other one. Acting under the direction of the Lord. In this case, he is the Guru. Krishna is also Guru. 
So you can see the behavior that we are just commenting on the behavior Arjuna. Yes? Yes, Prabhu. You understand? Hmm? So this is also a quality of enthusiasm to confirm. Yes. Then when you confirm, you are acting with double renewed energy because you, you got a lot of, you know, what we say, zeal, you know? Yes? Yes, Prabhu. Correct. That's why Krishna said, if you do act on my direction, then you will overcome all obstacles. But you act on your own, and then you will be finished. Bhagavad Gita, 1858, correct? So this is what the devotee always be understanding, that he cannot act whimsically, you know. And we are always with our mind, and our mind is always telling us to do some crazy things. Huh? Always we are talking with our mind, is it not? Mm. Huh? If you become conscious of me, you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace. If, however, you do not work in such consciousness, but act through false ego, not hearing me, you will be lost. So this is how a devotee is trained to act, either by consulting the God-brothers or consulting an authority or reading the scriptures or, you know, associating with sadhu, sastra and guru. We don't associate with our mind, which is what we are doing day in, day out. We are carrying this crazy mind. Is it not? He's always talking mm. to us. Oh, this is that. This is this. He's a friend. He's an enemy. Oh, he did this. So many nonsense going on in our heads. Mm. Yes? Yes. Mm. So we should learn how to come out of that, you know. That's why association is so important. Hmm? Mm. Correct? Yes, bro. Hmm. It makes so much sense, bro. Huh? It makes so much sense, bro. Because mm. um, I do, I have to admit that I have a problem saying, oh, I, I know what to do. I, let me just do this. But every time I do it, uh, I make a big, big mistake, and hearing how you, you tell me by Sastra that you have to confirm it by Krishna, Guru, or Sadhu, or Sastra, and then you will be able to do it with zeal. Yes. This is our Krishna consciousness. This is why we have to be Krishna conscious. Hmm? Mm -hmm. We depend on our spiritual master and Krishna. Because we cannot talk to our Krishna directly. I mean, maybe you all are doing, but I'm definitely not. You know, so I consult. How I consult? I consult um, Prabhupada and devotees and, you know, the Shastra. You understand? So if you, can, if you don't think you can understand the Shastra, then you go to somebody who knows the Shastra. And you ask, like now you're asking questions, correct? So I'm showing you references and explaining to you the scriptures. So then your matter is clear, is it not? Very clear. Mm. 
So that is how association all about. In that way you strengthen yourself. Otherwise you will be ridiculed by your mind. As you just said, just wild ideas and I follow it, everything crashes. Correct. And Krishna is confirming it. If you don't listen to me, you act according to your false ego, not hearing me, you will be lost. This is scripture. Mm. Hmm? You understand? Mm. So everything must be guided, you know. You cannot just why say what to do, what not to do. You must do it according to the strength of the scripture. Is this Krishna saying mm. in Bhagavad Gita? Hmm? Yes. Therefore, one should one should therefore understand what is duty, what is not duty by the regulation of the scriptures. Knowing such rules and regulation, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. Huh? Mm. Correct. Mm. Not like whimsically. That's not. Uh, it is not condoned. You know. You got to learn how to follow. That's why we are called seven. You always want to be seven. Hmm? I don't want to be master. I want to be seven. Of the seven. Of the seven. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction. Gopin, Bhata, Pada, Kamalayo, Dasha, 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 Anudasha. Hmm? Seven of the seven of the seven of the seven of Krishna is the master of the gopis. Hmm. Yes. Yes, Prabhu. Mm, this is our training, how to become seven. Well, the other outside materialists, they're all training themselves to become masters. But we are training to become servants, two different schools. Understand? Yes, Understand perfectly. Mm, different different uh, kind of uh, teachings. And their teaching is screwed up everything, messed up. People eventually trying to become master, they commit suicide, you know. Uh, but here, you become seven of the seven of the seven. And the Lord is very much willing to help those who are meek and humble. It's a saying, meek and humble inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. Master and the arrogant and the and the proud, they, uh, what happened to them? They fall down. So two different, you know, nonsense. So let us follow the directions of God. Uh, he speaks to us. He has given all these instructions. And if you don't know where to find the instruction, you go to people who knows. Hmm? They'll help you. Hmm. Correct. Definitely, Prabhu. Hmm? That's yes, the Prabhu. association. Association doesn't mean I chit chat, you know. Or oh, your mind said this and my mind said this, you know. Yeah. That's chit chatting. That's prajalpa. That's dangerous. Hmm. Right. Any other questions? Looks like uh, no more questions. Huh? Anyone else got anything? Due to some phone issue, I, I was dropped out last time. Prabhuji, how do we know that we are falling down? How you know you're falling down? Your material yeah. desires are awakening in your heart. Okay. 
And when you have no more desire to worship Krishna, you become attracted to Mayavad, then you are attracted to materialism, means you are falling down. Yes? Yes, Prabhuji. No more desire to chant. These are all a dangerous uh, consequence, no? Yes. yes. So, chanting everything we are doing, but for Krishna only, if we associate with non-devotees, like now, right now, I'm in your association, and every time I'm associating with the devotees, I'm very happy, actually. But uh, we have to preach. I mean, we are taking from you. We have to go and inform that to the non-devotees or devotees, whoever it is. So when we go there, there is low association, like they are very low. That bliss which I get from you, that I don't get there. So it is like, um, I feel like falling. I don't want to be with them. That kind of feeling will come. But for preaching sake, I have to go. Try to try to give them the books, you know. Huh? Okay. You try to sit down and give a two-hour class, it's definitely going to be a lot of problem, you know. Understand? Yes. Unless they are very willing, but first they should read the books, you know. Unless they read the books, it's very difficult. Of course, you can talk to them some basic thing to, to, to get them going, but ultimately they should read the books, you know. That should be our target, you know. Our objective is that get them to read the books and chant Hare Krishna. Then they will come back to you, more questions, more answers, see. Because without reading the books, it's very difficult for them to move on, you know, spiritually. So in that way, if we talk normal materialistic talks only as examples, that is, is that wrong, Prabhuji? No. Like our, you okay. talk to them, you know, you don't have to spend hours. You just spend them a little while just to sell the book and encourage them to read the book, you know. And then when you come back to see them again, you ask, have you read the book? Okay. They won't read, you know, but so you have to keep pestering them to read the book. You understand? Yes, Prabhupada. So once they read the book, then Prabhupada takes over. Okay. Yes? Yes, I got it, no problem. Mm. So their association doesn't mean like it is falling down. It is, I'm like trying. No, is that you, you just, I mean, of course you are quite concerned, but when you keep chanting and doing your principles, you know, you should be okay. It's not fall down tomorrow itself. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> At least <laughs> you may have, a, you know, your mind may not be steady because, you know, all these guys speak all crazy things. Sometimes you get disturbed, no? Yes? Yes. So you, yes, come, you come back, you read, you chant, or you call some devotee, you talk. Then again, you will become very much inspired again, no? Yes. Well, so, just right now you're revealing your mind and I'm explaining you're getting inspired, correct? Yes, Prabhuji. So that is like Mahamaya or Yoga Maya acting upon us, Prabhuji. The moment you are becoming, you preach Krishna conscious or you're doing Krishna activities, then there's no more Maya there, you know. Okay. I cannot be there when you are with Krishna. That's not possible. You understand? Okay. That's why we are always wanting to be in Krishna consciousness because anything we do with Krishna, that's it. We have got assistance from Yoga Maya. Anything we do for our own sense gratification, then Maya comes in. Understand? Yes, but, yes. Hmm? 
So we try to stay with Krishna so that we won't get touched by Maya. Wherever there's Krishna, there's no question of darkness. Right? Wherever there's a sun, there's no question of darkness. Huh? Yes. Yes, Prabhuji. When anything happens, you take out your beat bag and chant and try to, you know, hear the holy name. In this way, your mind will become purified. Yes, Prabhuji. And also one more question, Prabhuji. In the Mataji's class, uh, right before this class, you have uh, described about Pashandi. Pashandi means who is having bodily attachment also, another meaning of that. So bodily attachment. And if I am taking care of my health, is it also like bodily attachment? Like No, you are taking care of your health to use the body for Krishna's service. That's not, not taking care of the body for yourself. You have to be fit no, to do some service. If you don't take care of the body, then how your body will be fit to do some service? Huh? And, and at some places, there will be like untouchables. And if I touch them, that, that type of consciousness is also there within me. So that is also like my bodily consciousness. Is it like that? Or I'm trying to... As long as you identify with the body, you are in bodily conscious. That's not good. That's Shastra. This is why Arjuna was chastised. Why are you thinking of this in the bodily consciousness? You are not the body. You are spirit soul. Understand? Okay. So you should always remind ourselves, I'm a spirit soul, servant of Krishna. As we chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Why? I'm servant of Krishna. Give me service. Yes? The whole yes, idea is to come out of the and to come out of the body consciousness is not such an easy thing. Eh? It requires purification. That's why we are trained to see the super soul in the heart of everybody. By seeing God in everybody, we'll also be reminded I am also a servant of Krishna. As I explained earlier, the mind, we are talking to our mind, you know, constantly, 24 hours a day, you know. Yes, perfect. Mind is not some very, very a spiritual, uh, you know, <laughs> entity. <laughs> yes. It is always giving us a headache. Yes. 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 Huh? So that is what's happening. Yes. So we should learn how to get out of this mind and make the mind engage in Krishna's service. And that will take some time, you know, because it's a gradual process. By and by, one day, for sure. Yes. 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 Hmm. Mm. So, all these programs that have been designed by our spiritual master is to facilitate that. How we can come out of this bodily concept of life. You know, you can yes, read that in 293, uh, 293 or 294, the verse Pope explaining about I and my. Huh? The whole long Pope okay. you can in take note 293, I think. The consciousness of I and consciousness of mind. So it yes, is. Uh, this is what is keeping us going in the material world. You understand? So we yes. have to pray to Krishna to help us. Chanting Hare Krishna is the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we chant regularly and you know read and you know take prasadam. Then there's a good chance we will get purified. For sure. Yes, sir. Hmm? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank hmm. you, Prabhuji. Stop listening to all these ISKCON people, no? Hmm? Yes, Prabhuji. 
Okay, anything other than this? Anyone else? Who is this? Vrinda. Tell me, Hare Krishna. Hmm. Uh, is it the, I mean, if somebody asks uh, from my family that they also want to chant, so if I give them the chanting beats, is it okay? Yes, it's okay. Uh, I mean, because when I was trying to, uh, you know, like uh, then uh, further explain them about the chanting and also they. Yes, you must tell them what mantra to chant, how to chant. Otherwise, they'll take your beat and chant Om Ganesh, Om Ganesh. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> Indians, they'll do. <laughs> Actually, they worship Krishna, but then according to their own whims and not considering him as the supreme. That's, but why, then... they, uh, that's why you need to train them up. No, The basic yeah. thing, chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Rama. Uh, you teach them. You teach them how to use the beat. They won't even know, no? Correct? Yeah. Mm. And then you explain basic things, no? Correct? Yes. So Prabhu, if they're worshipping, I mean, they do all the customs like for the demigods. And I mean, one of my relatives told me when I had a phone call, so she said that uh, she's chanting one round daily now, like from the day I gave her the uh, chanting beads. Mm. So is it okay if she's like worshipping, I mean, the demigod and she's chanting also? If you give her a little time, no. Hmm? Cannot immediately tell them, then they will throw away the beach, you know. Understand? You give them some time and gradually, gradually you elevate, you know, you say, no, you must be only Krishna, you know. Correct? Yes. So you bring her up, you know, then she will understand as she's chanting. And next thing is to make her become vegetarian, you know. Yeah, they are completely vegetarian only. Ah, very good. Then you teach them how to offer the food, you know. Follow. Actually, they even offer uh, like bhoga to Krishna, but what they offer is like what they eat, they don't offer. They just offer little, some very uh, small sweet preparation or maybe it's just like a anything very small just for the sake of offering and then whatever they are eating in the house, they don't you, offer them. You teach them, no, how to do anything you eat, you must offer first. You teach them, they don't know. Understand? Actually, say that it's not possible for us to offer everything what we eat to Krishna. Yes, That's what they in the kitchen also can offer, no, not that they have to go to the altar all the time. Hmm? In the mine also can offer. So many ways you can do offering, no, but you don't, have, you just Try to teach them a simple thing, you know, you follow? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, so that is easy for them. So in that way, at least they are eating prasadam. Follow? Uh, yes. Mm. So when they eat prasadam and chant, that's now you read the verse, no, two things, you know, chanting and taking prasadam, right? Yes. Sri Krishna Namadi, correct? Jikvadao, right? Yes. yes. So we try, we make them chant, you're doing that. And then now you make them eat prasadam. Hmm? Yes, right. Mm, how to do it? You have to use your intelligence. In that way, they will, you know, prepare to follow. Correct? Uh, yes, Prabhu. Mm, so you do slowly, slowly. Hmm? Just say whatever you offer, you please, you know, start now. Then slowly you're cooking. Don't put onion, garlic. Every Indian, without garlic and onion, they won't cook the food. Uh, Prabhuji, like all my relatives, mostly they don't even bring onion and garlic to their house, but obviously they don't offer food. That is the main point. 
Yeah, naturally, because they won't, they won't offer when they cook with onion and garlic, no? Correct? So you have to upgrade them to tell them that, look, you know, onion and garlic, Krishna doesn't like, no? Whatever yeah. Krishna doesn't like, we have to not offer, we cannot offer. Then you can show them the verse 313 of the Bhagavad Gita, correct? Yes. Mm, so then you are educating them, oh, whatever you eat, you must offer. If you don't eat, offer, you're eating sin. Oh, okay, okay, you know, you follow? Yes, Prabhupada. So you're teaching them, in this way you help them. Hmm? Yes, Prabhupada. Uh, not everything will go in one go, no? Slowly you, yeah? Yes? Yes, Prabhupada. And then whatever you got offering, you give them prasadam also. In that way, they start also taking prasadam, no? Uh, yes, Prabhu. Actually, when they visit my house, the, all they are excited about is to eat only prasadam. I mean, they are always wanted to come to the house and you know eat prasadam only. Yes. So you make some nice prasadam, you invite them and give them prasadam. Hmm? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. So in that way, you win their heart over. So everything is out of love, no? Correct? Yes, definitely. Mm. So you love them, you do slowly, slowly, you help them. Hmm? Yes, I. Mm. This is how it works, though. So you do it, huh? Uh, Prabhu, if uh, in my family, if somebody and my parents say that, you know, like uh, today you prepare this sort of vegetable for, I mean, to hoga. So is it that, uh, is it some sort of sat uh, sense satisfaction that they're saying that, you know, we want to eat. So first you prepare and then you offer to, I mean, offer to Krishna. So, I mean, is this consciousness okay or it should not be done? I mean, it's better than nothing, no? Correct? Uh, yes. So you're going to eat it, that's natural, but you offer first, Krishna say, whatever you eat, whatever you offer, correct? Yes. yes. Actually, you have some desire, no, today I want to eat this thing, you know. Yeah, you can eat, nobody say no, but you offer. Yes. Yeah. Until you come to a point where Krishna is telling you, you cook this for me, you cook for that, cook this, and then that's a different thing altogether. Correct? Yeah, yeah. yes, Prabhu. So that stage is not, I don't know, maybe you are there, but I don't know, you know. No, no, Prabhu, not at all. <laughs> So we are cooking and we offer Krishna say, give me, give me, correct? Yeah. Yes or not? Uh, yes, Prabhupada. Ah, the nature of it, we all are having desires, no? We are not, I don't know about you, but we've got all kind of, today I like a pizza, tomorrow I like a masala dosa or something, correct? Uh, yes, Prabhupada. So we cook, but... We give it to Krishna. How nice if Krishna also can share with us. Oh, Krishna will be happy because you're thinking of him? Yeah, absolutely. Yes? Yes, Prabhupada. Yeah, Krishna says, no, man mana bhava, my bhava, you know? Yeah. So you think just like you have family members, you know, or you're going to cook and say, no, maybe I can invite him also to take, correct? Ah, why yes. you invite them? Because you have concern and love for the person, no? Yes? Yes. But if you think on the other sense, if Krishna can be invited, how nice. And Krishna is in our heart, no? He's listening, no? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you know, if Krishna takes and be so nice, you know, he'll be very happy. You know? That one word, Krishna will become so pleased. But we are not thinking like that. That's the problem, no? That's why yeah. we are forced to offer. 
we are forced go and say the mantra please go and put in front of krishna plate by doing this gradually we will develop the attachment for krishna uh, yes Prabhupada. Hmm? take some time no correct yes so we just practice hmm? Prabhuji, one small question I had, like, can I ask? Actually, Prabhu, uh, my, in my ho house, we have a small dog also, which is, I mean, we should not keep a dog. But, uh, I mean, after coming to Krishna Conscious, I realized and hearing Prabhupada's uh, Bani, like, that keeping a dog is a very sinful thing. But uh, actually, what happens is, uh, when my dog come, you know, tries to come to near me and all, so I try to avoid uh, I mean, uh, that dog and, uh, you know, like not to touch and all, but then my mother says that, no, anyway, I mean, if you don't want to see her like a dog, so she also has like, you know, she's a jiva. So why are you treating her that way? So, um, can you please help me that how should I why actually don't bring, Why that? don't you bring a crocodile also into the house, you know? You're also jiva, what, correct? Yeah, right. Can you keep a crocodile, please? Tell me. No. Okay. I mean, even though there's a jiva, the dog has got his place, the human being has got his place, the crocodile has got his place, the tiger has his place, correct? Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, they're all jivas, that's a fact, but they have their place, correct? Yes. And the dog's place is outside the house, is not inside the house. Yes, Prabhupada. Whatever the dog sees cannot be offered to the Lord. Yes. Hmm? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. When he comes to the dog, only jiva. When he comes to chicken, there's no jiva. Yes? Only yes, dog, Prabhuji. jiva. When the chicken comes, there's no jiva. You can eat it. Huh? Yeah? Yes. Yes? Yes, Prabhuji. All nonsense. You understand? Correct? So you try to see how you can overcome this situation. Maybe, I don't know, keep in your mother's house, your mother's bed or something. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to handle it. But you say you're going to another house, no? Uh, Prabhu, but I feel that, you know, actually I was the one before Krishna Conscience who brought this dog into the house because I was not at all aware of anything. Like my, I was full of material desires and all so uh now i don't do anything uh to that dog no service to that dog or you know nothing i just only try to feed prasadam to her and she's very i mean my dog is female so she's very happy eating the prasadam and she's always um she wants that prasadam always excited but uh now what uh, thing is like my family is completely doing all the services required for that dog so sometimes i feel that it was because of me now they have you know indulged in all this sinful activity so uh, how can i help my family also with that now first you first you clean yourself with the dog first first you take care of yourself hmm? uh, okay. yeah then you see you give the dog to your family let them take care hmm? right because you cannot take care and they want to take care let them take care hmm? But if I want to help them because their consciousness is all about, you know, like about their dog, what she wants to eat now, exactly, what we have to take her. Exactly. And all. I mean, otherwise, you donate your dog to somebody else. Hmm? Okay. If somebody else is willing to have a dog, your dog, you give it to them. Hmm? 
Yes. Yes, Dad. Hmm. Then your family also to release them from the burden, the attachment. Yes. Uh, yes, Dad. Ah, so you may try for another owner. Correct. Uh, yes, Dad. Hmm. Maybe they can take care of the dog better also. You don't know. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, Prabhuji. So I guess now time is running short. Uh, Prabhu, one quick question, Prabhu. Who? The North Pranams, uh, please accept my humble obeisance, Jai Shri Prabhupada. Was this Sham? Yes, Prabhu. Sham Swarup Das. Um, Prabhu, you mentioned about uh, slowly introducing rules and regulations mm. to other people who are new to the uh, yeah. movement. So, what is generally the ideal duration to introduce them, Prabhu? Like, no, you you first get them to chant, you know. Hmm? Correct, Prabhu. But uh, how long should we wait before telling them you have no, to offer? You see, that person. Uh, once you are preaching to someone and he's taking up the process, and you can see, you know, how you can encourage him. You know, automatically, hmm. some you know, you will know. Oh, then he will also be enthusiastic when you tell him, oh, I shouldn't do this. Huh? No, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, he will tell you like that, no? Understand? Mm -hmm. Because we find that a lot of people are getting overwhelmed, overwhelmed and then like they're stopping the association itself. Yeah, naturally, because, you know, this process requires a lot of mercy, you know? Hmm? So many will come, Prabhupada said, and so many will go also, no? Initially, they will be very interested and when maybe their material desires get fulfilled, then they've stopped the program. Sometimes we feel oh, because we are pressurizing, uh, uh, because of us, they are losing interest. I don't think so. No. Whatever is Krishna also say in the Bhagavad Gita, whatever they have done, there's no loss, you know, it's credit for them, no? Mm. Correct? So yes. you cannot do it now, never mind, you continue when next opportunity. I have one boy who was I was preaching to when he was 15 years old and he didn't come back to me when he was 40 years old. Mm. How many years is that? 25 hmm? years. So we just do our part, no? whether the person come or don't come and all, it's not in our hands, it's Krishna's hands. Yes? Yes, please. Because we want them to become Krishna's devotees. But that again depends on Krishna and the person, no? Yes? Hmm. Yes or not? Yes, Prabhu. Hmm. So I cannot be saying that I'm the doer. I'm simply been ordered my, my spiritual master to do that, correct? I can hmm. try my best, I give all the facilities. But if the person doesn't want to take up the process, who to be blamed? Hmm. Yes? Yes, Prabhu. Ah, so you should not be overly, you know, attached to these things. Simply go on doing your work, as Krishna says, you know, karmana evidikaraste ma paleshu kadachana. You do your duty, but you give the result to me, no? Ah? Mm. Yes? No, that's true. I'm not saying um, we're looking for the result of it, but uh, from the point of your, as a, um, we get the thought that oh because of us they're losing interest or something like that i don't think so you know this is something inside you know sometimes the person just don't like to chant or sometimes he's so much attracted to maya what can you do 
You yes, can sir. talk to him, say meat eating is bad, but the guy wants to eat. What you can do? Huh? Hmm. Correct. In fact, in fact, uh, we did not tell them uh, directly. Also, Prabhu, the one family was like first. They they were very interested. They were like, we don't want to eat. It is because of our kids we are eating, and they were putting all the blame on the kids. And because they showed so much interest, I started explaining them and started telling the kids. And the kids gave up the interest, but the elders, they did not want to tell us that they were interested and they stopped completely and they, uh, like all of them, that was one family. And the another family were like, they were joining the Bhagavad Gita calls for one year and they were doing chanting and they were very interested. And after one year, that is when they realized that the Mayavadi philosophy is Shankaracharya's philosophy. And then they started arguing and then stopped. And like this, each family has one story why they're stopping. And it's like, uh, like almost all the people that who have been, we have been preaching for so long, one year, they're stopping for some reason. And it is like, uh, we are getting like, you know, is it because of our bad karma that, you know, whomever we are preaching, they're not coming. No, it is not your bad karma. You're giving them whatever Krishna and Prabhupada has given. Yes. It's true. This is the problem because they are not having very strong association. You follow? Mm -hmm. So when they come only periodically or maybe, I don't know, you have a program, they come, maybe they're just online only. So they are, uh, so they are also subject to so many kinds of other kinds of influence, no? Yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. so when they don't have strong association, then naturally they will fall. Mm. Right? That's why Prabhupada wanted that temple, all of them come for the programs, you know, in this way, you know, at least once a week, you get to see them, you know, and that way, you know, the relation also becomes stronger. Mm. So when you just do on the line, you don't know what the guys are doing at home, no? Correct? Mm. Mm. Yes, they may be talking mm. to you and at the same time, they may be eating their chicken biryani, you don't know. Mm. Correct? Oh, nature, you know, so that's why there's a saying, the spiritual master must see you and you must see the spiritual master. That's why in our program, we have recommendation, no? Correct? Yes, mm -hmm. Why we want recommendation? Proper standard, they have to see you, whether you're physically doing or not doing, and talking mm -hmm. to you and understanding where your mental position is at. Mm. Yes? Yes, true. That is required, you know. So that is how our movement is getting strength. Then you mm. correcting someone. No, no, you shouldn't do like this. No, you should, you know, think like this. So sometimes you have to have physical contact, no? Mm. Most of the time. That's uh, so why we mm. have all one Diksha Guru Prabhupada and we all are the Shiksha Gurus. Mm. Every one of you, because you're training them up. Yes? Mm. And preaching is the tankless task, you know, you may preach to 20, 100 people, maybe hardly one will come, no? Yes? Mm. Yes. Then on. Uh, so I even Harishuri was telling Prabhupada, Prabhupada, we're distributing tons and tons and tons of books, no, but nobody is coming. Prabhupada said, that's not your business. Your business is to distribute the book. Mm. If Krishna sends someone, that's your good fortune, right? Mm. Mm. So that's what we are ordered to, we do. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Yes, true. Oh. Yes, true.
pray to Krishna, please send somebody who is going to be serious. That should mm. be our prayer. Mm. Oh. Yes. Mm. You go out and you preach and all joining you, oh, then I don't know, you must be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then yeah, you know, <laughs> even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also some guys reject, right? Yes. That's why he had to take sannyas? Why? Yeah. So Kali Yuga, you know, is a thankless task, you know, especially if you're preaching in a foreign country like America. My goodness, uh, lucky they didn't come with you with the beer bottle, or, you know. Right. <laughs> I remember, I was in Houston. We were doing Harinam. The guy was throwing beer cans at us. Mm. I mean, people don't do that in India. Throw beer cans at you. I don't know. Maybe now, but I don't see that. You know, you understand? Because mm. the culture, the culture is different. Everything is different. The people, many crazy people are there. No. Hmm? Mm. Yes. So you be careful and slowly, step by step, be patient, hmm? praying all mm -hmm. the time to Krishna when the thing gets tough. That's where your prayer also has to become more sincere, no? Yes? Mm -hmm. oh, especially Prabhupada say preaching outside India, very tough, you know, very, very tough. Mm -hmm. Not so easy, especially I'm also seeing, I mean, I'm outside India practically, it's not easy, you know? Mm. So many challenges. Mm. What to do? This is service for Guru and Krishna. We cannot say no. Mm. Yes. Correct? Yes, Prabhu. Mm. So we try. We leave the result to Krishna and Prabhupada. Yes. Yes, Prabhu. Thank you, Prabhu. Don't give up. Surely anyone who does uh, good cannot be overcome by evil. Krishna said that. Yes? It's true. Ah, one day you can see, wow, so many people coming. You know, that's Krishna, you know. Mm. Anyway, Kali Yuga, you're not going to get many saints, you know. You have to understand this. <laughs> mm. True, true. Uh, Kali Yuga, all the crazy souls are coming here because they're more crazy, you know. They have to enjoy, they want to enjoy all nonsense. Meeting, illicit, gambling, intoxication. This is the norm, you know. Yes? Yes, true. Mm. So, you have to also become very strong. Mm. So, okay. Huh? Take care. Thank you very much for all your Thank you. fine association. I'm very you. fortunate that you are giving me a chance to talk about Krishna. Thank you very much. All glories to all of you. Huh? Very much. All glories to you.